Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big, we go all night, and here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California, the Bet Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. I'm joined, as always, by the crew, G. Hey, Wiley. It's Armani Buckets. It's Brandon Deutsch. It is the Monday following uh, an amazing all-star weekend. I'm still in Salt Lake, um, but we got some big news to get to. Don't want to bury the lead. We'll get into some of the the all-star festivities, but the Monday following all-star weekend began with some, I, I don't know if it's, a, if it's good news if you're a Clippers fan or whatnot, but Russell Westbrook will sign with the Los Angeles Clippers for following his buyout with the Jazz. That's expected to happen sometime today or tomorrow, meaning at some point this week before play resumes on Thursday, Russell Westbrook will be a Clipper teaming up once again with Paul George, joining Kawhi Leonard, three of the best players to come out of Southern California. Armani Buckets, let's start with you. Russell Westbrook, the newest member of the Los Angeles Clippers. Yeah, I thought it was very interesting that they were willing to take this gamble after what they did at the trade deadline. You you go and get Bones Highland, you go and get Eric Gordon, you go and get Plumley. Not only that, Terrence Mann has done an amazing job as their starter. And the key with this Westbrook news, and I don't know if you guys saw this, a report by the Athletics Law Murray. Uh, this is what it said. It said, expectation is that he will start with the Clippers, but it may not be right away. Excuse me. Whoa. A start? I'm I'm fine with this move if it's in a limited role, which I think we all assume it was going to be in a limited role. When I read the word start and Russell Westbrook, my heart kind of has a murmur for a second because it's like the whole way that he resurrected himself was as a six-man. Yeah. And by the way, the Clippers already have a six-man in Norm Powell. With the Clippers, he should be seventh or eighth or ninth man. And that doesn't mean that he can't play a significant role. Do what you do in the 15 to 20 minutes that you get. But if I see the word starter, then I like this move a lot less. Yeah, yeah. no. For, uh, I couldn't agree more, Armand. I don't, to be honest, I don't like this move at all. And it's for one reason, not because I don't think Russell Westbrook can fit in with this team, because I think he can. Um, he obviously is still amazing at getting to the rim, and he can win you a game if you're down 20, and he can lose you a game if you're up 20. That's kind of who Russell Westbrook is. Um, two things I'm concerned about. One, Ty Lue's been adamant. Um, there's been some tension between him and Lawrence and, and Jerry about him having a point guard, right? They got Bones Highland, but he's kind of a two. You know, he's more of a combo guard. He's ha- having to play Terrence, man. He was he was enamored with Reggie Jackson, wanted to play that guy constantly, and he was abysmal this season, right? Um, now you give him Westbrook. You're giving Ty Lue kind of control to be like, 
okay, maybe I will start him. Maybe I'll go put him in 32 minutes a game. And that just makes the Clippers significantly worse. No offense. I mean, Terrence Mann's coming off maybe the most efficient game of his career since the Utah game in the playoffs. I mean, he's 26 points. His true shooting percentage is 66%. And also the guys you got, Armand, Mason Plumlee, Bones Highland, Eric Gordon. What are the, the minutes are now changed for these guys? I think they were set up perfectly for a playoff run. Um, they played amazing in the first two games following the deals, right? I just don't get this. I, I don't. I really don't. I, and for those two reasons, I don't think it's a good move. I think now, the only is, reason. Go ahead, I, I think either, the sorry. only reason why that they to make this addition, sorry guys, is just because if less is more, then more might be more. Uh, that that could be my only reasoning for adding Russell Westbrook. But I don't agree with this trade. I think it's crap. Now, so I, if, I'm not happy about it. What if the starting job is taking away Marcus Morris's starting job? Oh, so then it's worth it. That guy's been the worst player in the NBA this year. <laughs> I mean, it's just not I, okay. What can he do this year? He used to be a fantastic player. I know Grant would love this take. Uh, literally says he should be in the G League. The guy has no value defensively. One of the worst defensive rated players in the league. And he's shooting 30% this year. He can't provide any value on the offensive end. So then, Armand, maybe that's a little bit better. Westbrook, man, George, Leonard, Zubots. Maybe. Yeah. Could I work. mean, I think you are 100% right. You know, when I when I first heard of the the, uh, the assigning, it made sense for him to come off the bench. Six-man role, again, prior to him being traded by the Lakers, he was the odds-on favorite in Las Vegas to win six man of the year i mean probably not going to be the case now um so listen when you join a team i think it's only natural to to kind of figure out your role and usually you figure out your role coming off the bench see where you fit in like you said our money 15 to 20 minutes off the bench something like that i mean again for him to start day one i, I don't necessarily agree with that we'll see how this all plays out but i am excited you know the first thing that we all did at least i did I looked at the schedule. Do the Lakers and the Clippers play one more time? Yes, they do. In April, at the end of the season, with the Lakers for sure having a must-win game, uh, that will be high drama. Okay, so what what do we think about that particular game? I mean, again, LeBron James now going back to the All-Star weekend. Uh, he talked to the media. By, by the way, Le LeBron showed up, you know, Sunday morning the day of the game played in the game just played the first half says he hurt his hand in uh the first half did not play in the second half did not have his hand wrapped or anything like that i i i i'm assuming he just didn't want to play in the second half and then as soon as the game was over left for his um little quick vacation prior to the second and again it's not second half of the season there's only 23 games left but lebron james said these 23 games are the most important 23 regular season games in my career. And our buddy Buckets is laughing. Hey, listen, I get where he's coming from. Again, it's regular season, the most important regular season games. Why are these important? Well, because they're essentially must-win games. I mean, they don't have to go 23 and zero, but they they have to do they have to win the majority of those games. So it's not the most important games. Those are postseason games. But listen, when you talk about LeBron and how he's viewed if he misses the playoffs again 
that 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 he he realizes what that means. Again, he's still going to go down as one of, if not the greatest player of all time. But you don't want to have back to back seasons where you miss the playoffs and three of his five seasons here in Los Angeles did not make the playoffs. So, um, well, let's actually start there. Le- Le- LeBron James saying these are the twenty three most important regular season games of his career. Brandon, let's start with you. Listen, did they got to win, I don't know, what, 16, 17 of those games? I, I think he's not wrong when he says these are the most important games, regular season games that he's played. No, absolutely. Uh, I think they have a good shot to win 16, 17 of those games, but it has to start with five things, right? LeBron's health and usage. Darvin Ham cannot stretch him too thin like he's been doing um, to start this year. He needs to play 30 minutes at most, 33, 34 minutes um, in must-win games. And if that means not playing him earlier in the first half, so be it. Um, and having consistent rotations, we saw the death lineup, quote-unquote, of D'Angelo Russell, Jared Vanderbilt, Anthony Davis, Malik Beasley, and LeBron James, very successful but as the, the lead waned a little bit because Ham took all five of those guys out at one time, right? Put Fruiter in in the second unit and they kind of Pelicans came back. That was the last game of the regular season. There's there's and then Jared Vanderbilt. He needs to be in the closing lineup. He needs 30 minutes a game, not 23 to 25. I know Armand says he can't shoot and that's going to be a problem late in the game. I couldn't disagree anymore with that. I think you need to have that elite defense um, at the end of games with Davis and Vanderbilt. That's going to be super important. If that all happens, yes, I understand they have a tougher second half schedule. I think the second toughest in basketball, maybe the third toughest. I think they can win 16, 17 games. Uh, Realistically, they just need to be 500. They'll be fine. And that just means winning five, you know, five more games than 500 in this last stretch. And I think it's possible. The reason why I was laughing was because I was trying to find, and I couldn't find it, unfortunately. LeBron's first year in L.A., they were the four seed. He gets hurt. They had a good team. And then when he comes back, he made a declaration that basically it was go time. I think he said something to the effect of, like, we're about to take off. And literally after he said that. Playoff mode, right? Isn't that? uh, Playoff mode. Yeah, exactly. After he said that. They nosedived harder than I've seen them nosedive all year. And not only that, you have this tweet. Keep talking about my squad, our person, our personnel ages, the way he plays, he stays injured, we're past our prime, etc., etc. Do me one favor, and I mean please, keep that same narrative energy when it begins. That's all I ask. Listen, with LeBron James, <laughs> he says a lot of things, and I respect his greatness, and th- he might be right on the money with this but his words to me mean a lot less than they used to like i i just okay let's see it lebron these 23 games mean a lot by the way that thunder game that meant a lot too and you acted like it really didn't unfortunately so this warriors game on thursday i want to see his defensive intensity i want to see how hard he plays and we'll see we'll see yeah, I mean, it, this is I mean, so what what he said and, and um, you know, it, it was really great to talk with him pregame because his main point was if if the Lakers can find a way to the play in game. And again, I think that's kind of the goal of, of this team right now, if they can get into that playing game. And again, thank God for the playing game for them, because, again, they don't have to be a top eight seed. They, they just have to be the a 10 seed. He likes their chances. You know, once once you get them to that point, 
we'll see where they go. That being said, again, you can go back to the, uh, you know, when they lost in the first round to Phoenix. Again, I think that was because they weren't 100% healthy. Um, LeBron did say something else as well. I mean, I, this was a funny moment. Um, you know, and th this was a question that, that, that I was planning to pose to him before someone else did. You know, he wants to own the Las Vegas team. And I think Adam Silver kind of put the timeline for expansion when the cba is done and when the new tv rights deal is done in the summer of 2025 then the league will kind of look towards looking at expansion which looks like it's going to be seattle and las vegas and then at that point you would move one of those western teams in the middle whether that's the timberwolves in minneapolis whether that's the pelicans in new orleans they would move to the uh to the um, eastern conference but lebron said i love what's happening in las vegas they're doing great in sports they got the aces they got the raiders and they got the kings and he was correct corrected obviously because the kings are in los angeles anyways the los angeles kings have kind of chimed in a lot of hockey fans have chimed in and they are not happy that listen lebron you share crypto.com with the kings you know it's it's a little hilarious but um Guys, what 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 do you think about the All Star Game? Um, here's my problem with it. And, and our money buckets, by the way, happy three year of anniversary of us you know, <laughs> crossing paths for the first time in Chicago. That was the first time they did the target. Um, and I thought it was a great idea, perhaps because they were playing for the first ever Kobe Award, perhaps be, be, because there was a lot happening. It was a very competitive game. And I think a lot of people thought, okay, now we figured it out. That game from start to finish, and especially in the fourth quarter, surprisingly, was unwatchable. A lot of players said it was the worst game that they've been a part of. Um, when you have a situation where players don't care about the regular season, it is almost impossible for them to care about a meaningless exhibition game. So, A, let's start with you or Money Buckets. What did you think of the game? And can we potentially salvage? Again, they're, they're going to play the game. The, 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 the All-Star Weekend is not going anywhere. The, I just think it's almost impossible to get these guys to care about this game. I agree with you, and I agree with Michael Malone and Jalen Brown. Michael Malone said, what, it was the worst basketball game that he's ever seen? Yeah. I think that I saw a great take on this on Twitter. I forget by who, but basically the premise was... These guys are whisked around all weekend doing media responsibilities, going to events. And by Sunday night, they're just flat out exhausted. And then yeah. you you take into account that the game, like you said, Arash, means nothing. It's hard to get that same atmosphere and vibe that we got. I mean, when I think All-Star, I think Kobe trying to outdo LeBron in yeah. whatever, 2010. That was the peak of the All-Star moment for me. And even that, it was like only the last four, five, six minutes were what you got to see that competitiveness. No. So I, I think it's not really salvageable, but does it really matter? This weekend is for the kids and it's for entertainment and it's for having fun and it's for camaraderie of the league. I don't really think that the, I mean, yes, it would help if the game was more entertaining, but I don't think that. That's what All-Star Weekend is all about. Yeah. Yeah, and just going off of that, um, I mean, Ar Armand, 
You hit it right on the money. I think, by the way, Mac McClung, fantastic. I think he saved the dunk contest. I agree. I know he's not technically in the NBA, quote-unquote, but that's the type of dunker we want to see in those contests. The past couple of years, yes, they weren't great NBA players, but they also weren't the best dunkers in basketball. No offense. And, 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 and unless we go all the way to the Aaron Gordon, Zach Levine dunk contest, since then well, we didn't have yeah, well, well, Brandon, you also uh, we also have to take into consideration that guys like John Morant are not going into the dunk contest because it's yes. just not worth their time for that. So that that's where I think the All Star format falls, right? Is because of what Armand was saying was that these guys you're not competing for anything anymore. Um, and also, there's so many guys that you know, quote unquote, would get bowled over um, that should have won the dunk contest. But did it with the dunk contest, and after that, they're just like, "I'm done with you, people." It's a, it's a, it's it's a wash, right? So, I, I think Armand's right in the fact that the competition level, like Kobe beating Shaq, playing up against him, or you know, um, Jordan wanting to beat you know the next best guy or whatever on there, that mentality needs to come back. That needs to come like this whole like um, brouhaha of like, oh, uh, we're all a team and we play together and. Yeah, you know, that 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 mentality, like everybody gets a trophy kind of mentality, in my opinion, that's what's wrong with the All Star Game. Well, G- and, yeah. And just yeah, go. And you can go ahead, Rock. No, no, yeah. Well, I was gonna give G her flowers and give her a moment. I mean, she's known about Mac since uh, he was in high school. We were all very excited when he signed with the South Bay Lakers. He actually had like the play of the year last season for the Lakers on the last play of that. Like d- d- disastrous season had a d- double pump dunk, but uh, Gia, your thoughts again? Like everyone thought this was his coming out party, and da da da. You've known about him for quite some time. Your thoughts on Mac McClung? The sad part about all this is the guy could do so much better. Yeah, I I know that everybody is like so gung ho about him and the double pump and all five dunks that he just crushed. Um, and I'm not taking that away from him whatsoever because I've been preaching to anybody that would listen how great he is. Um, six two, he's six two, guys. It's not like he's LeBron at like six nine and you know two fifty and just this big monster guy. He's six two. He's been doing this since he was seventeen. He's been doing double bumps since he was seventeen. So for me, that this is. This is Mac McClung. You're welcome, America. So th- this is just who he is. This is who he's always been. And I expect next year's dunk contest to be even better with Mac McClung. But very proud of him for this one. Yeah, last thing I'll say, I know we're running out of time here. Um, just going back to the All-Star game. The last couple of years, toward that target score, they would play defense. And yeah. all of a sudden, now they're, now they're not playing defense. Even toward the target score. Like, yeah. over the past couple of years, you could be like, let's turn off the game until the four, you know, until they almost are at the target score. And then they they fall out. Yeah. And this year, it was just like, let Tatum get 55. There was no defense. It's a bad product. They need they need to change something. It was horrible. And, and, then, and then when it was within one point and they're, they're shooting half court shots. I'm like, no, 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 you're within one point. You can win the game with a dunk or a layup. And there, it was just, it was just tough to watch. It was, it was a really bad product. <laughs> My question for you, Arash was how was Salt Lake city in general? Because there was a lot of mixed reviews yeah. about Salt Lake. So listen, it, it was from a geography standpoint, a fantastic host, the hotel convention center, Arena, 
all very close to, to each other. It was cold. Yes, we get that, but it wasn't like freezing. Um, you know, I, I think from a player standpoint, you know, the fact that you can't drink in certain places, it's, you know, closed up. Certain places are closed at nine. Uh, yeah, I'm glad Utah got the game. Again, the last time they got it was 30 years ago. I don't know when they're going to get the game again. Like, I will say this. I came in with no expectations. Again, that's the, that's normally the case when you have a, a host like Assault Lake for this game. Um, but, uh, by the way, the story that the Sporting Tribune broke this weekend, which was kind of cool, is that Los Angeles will officially bid to host in 2025, which could align with that perhaps maybe being LeBron's last All-Star. So we'll see if that happens. But, again... A hard body buck is a hell of a run here in terms of like all star weekends. It's Chicago, Cleveland, Utah, uh, Indianapolis next year. It's like, listen, you can mix in the cold towns. That's fine. That's totally fine. It should not be five years in a row or six years in a row. I mean, let's uh, let's go back to Florida. Let's go back to Los Angeles. Let's go back to some other places that, um, you know, you don't have to bring a parka or a jacket or a scarf and gloves. All right, let's leave it there for now. As we mentioned, big news, Russell Westbrook signing with the Clippers. We'll be joined by our good friend Grant Molina to, to talk about that when we come back on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California, the Bet in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. nothing more valuable it's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment we celebrate living large in the now in a city where time disappears we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever we go big we go all night and here everyone is invited so get loose and get loud this is circa you'll have the time of your life This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California. The bet in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Just as a reminder, if you have a question or comment, or just want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Southern California, Las Vegas, or Hawaii, call our hotline. 310-400-0340. Yeah, I'm uh, still in Salt Lake, folks. And so it's, it's uh, a lot of snows coming here. You know, it wasn't that bad. It's not Chicago. Here's the thing. Get our money buckets can touch on this. Yes, Chicago is cold. We get it. But Chicago is a big metropolitan town. They got places that are like open till four. There's things to do in Chicago. That's all well and good. Utah, not so much. I will say this. I... Came in with low expectations, but I was pleasantly surprised. Again, the big thing that you want in a town that hosted this event is how close are things. Um, so again, the hotel, convention center, arena, they're all very close to, to each other. I was talking to a league executive, by the way. So 
Crypto.com wants to host the event in 2025. They've hosted the event every seven years. So they hosted in 2004, 2011, 2018, and now they want to host in 2025. 2025, or at least the 2024-25 season, is significant because the Clippers are moving into their brand new home. The issue with the Intuit Dome, and they'll, they'll still probably host regardless, is its proximity to a convention center. There is not one right next to it. Hotels, there's probably going to be one or two built, but it's not the same. And just the walkability of it. Again, SoFi Stadium, and for football, this is totally fine. You, you know, you, you drive to the game, but then you drive somewhere like downtown or Hollywood or somewhere else to enjoy the week. Uh, so we'll, we'll see what happens with the intuit dome um but guys i mean we we touched on this in the first segment let's kind of continue this conversation because it's not like the it it was just a couple of years ago you know 2020 the game in chicago right it 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 was competitive i i don't think it's a lot to ask to say can you guys play a little bit of defense in the fourth because there was that moment in time where it was a technically like a six-point game is there something more the league can do to say, hey, guys, like all all we really want you guys to do is play hard for one quarter? I don't think it's on the the league as much as I think people are are putting it at them. And here's why. I mean, the charities, right? It's the players' own fault they didn't play for the charity late in the game. They did. Yeah. They, they did. Those poor kids at the charity. You know, I, you would think they were. <laughs> there need to be more. I mean, I hate to say it. It's the truth. They weren't playing any defense. Looks like they didn't want to win the charities any money. At least Team LeBron late in the game. They didn't play any defense. Um, there's really nothing the league can do about that. I think the charity for each side, the implementation of that in the in the target score was a great decision. We saw it in recent years succeed, thrive. The All-Star game last year was great. The year before it was great as well. And then just this year, people stopped playing defense. So it's a tough situation to really make decisions on uh, because you don't want players getting hurt. And I know that's their mentality. Like, oh, but dude, there is more defense. There is 10 times the defense in a pickup game at the park on 6 p.m. in Santa Monica. You know, like, yeah. it just is. There's 10 times the defense. It's like... Do something, right? Uh, I mean, they give you a week a week off. It's not like you, you're not going to yeah. have four more days to recover. Like, dude, like, come on. I, I think it's more on the players than it is the association. Yeah, I think that's a great point, Brandon. It, it all comes down to the players. And I think it's always going to be like this from here on out, unfortunately. Yeah. It's going to ebb and flow. We'll, we'll complain about their lack of defense. The next year, they'll probably play more defense and it'll be more serious. And then the following year, it'll be the same conversation. I just think that there's no avoiding it because this is just what All-Star Weekend has come down to. Um, I, I, I really want to know, though, it, so if it is in L.A., the Intuit Dome, I don't know if you have this uh info yet arash but would it be possible for them to maybe host one of the events or yeah i mean know? that's a good point i think when new york has hosted they've they've um and again i forgot the last time but i think that they've tried to give they sp- tried to spread the love so i could imagine maybe the intuit dome getting some portion of it i think crypto will, will put in the uh, official bid to host the entire event 
And then maybe the Intuit Dome would host sort of maybe the practices, a celebrity game, things like that. I could totally see that happening. Um, you know, the other problem is it, it, it's not done yet. And so generally you want a, uh, like an arena to be completed. So you see, okay, like what is good about the arena? What's bad about the arena? Could they host this event? Things like that. So, um, yeah, but I think you're 100% right. Like, I, I think they would look to maybe, okay, like, let's loop in the, the dome as well. Because, by the way, it's going to be a beautiful facility. When it opens, it'll be $2 billion right across the street from SoFi. It, it, it's just the um, convenience. Again, what makes a great uh, host is when you, when you can fly in, take a lift, go to your hotel, and that's it. Like you really don't have to move too much. You know, you, you check into your hotel, walk to the arena, walk to the convention center, walk to get some food, walk to go to the like other things. And so, um, yeah, I mean, that, that, that's sort of the beauty of crypto. Armani buckets, I do have to bring this up. You know, I kind of, you know, I, I didn't go out on a big limb just because we had seen Mac McClung. You didn't like his, his inclusion in the dunk contest. And you're, you're not wrong, by the way. Again, he wore a Sixers jersey. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I, I don't think he's played for the Sixers this year. <laughs> um, by the way, I mean, his life went from zero to 100. He's walking the red carpet literally like the next day, announcing Post Malone as the pregame act. He's got a Puma shoe deal. Um, okay, so do you still stand by that? Because I think Mac is going to be in this contest next year regardless. I, I, whether he's in the G League or in the league or whatnot, I think it, what what you have in Mac McClung is a guy who genuinely wants to compete in the slam dunk contest, which you don't have with anybody else. I think with all the other participants, like John, John Morant says, I don't want to be in it. And it's okay. That makes sense. You're one of the top players in the league. LeBron is in his 20th season has not participated. I think for some guys now, they kind of view it as like, I'm not, I don't want to do that. Do you like now that you've seen what happened? Do you like the fact that Mac McClung was a part of the competition? Yes and no, because I think that at the end of the day, what the nostalgia of the dunk contest is, is the Vince Carters, the Kobe's, the Michael Jordans. So, you know, there was a sideline report by Dennis Scott with Anthony Edwards during the All-Star game. And Anthony Edwards immediately said, no shot. I'm not doing it. Yep. So when you have that kind of stuff, yes, Mac McClung makes it more interesting for sure. But at the end of the day, he's not, you know, playing any meaningful NBA minutes. So it's it's not an, it, to me, it takes the NBA dunk contest kind of out of the equation and makes it just a generic dunk contest. No disrespect to Mac McClung because he put on an absolute show. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we want to see our stars do it. And I don't think that that's going to happen anymore. I, mean, I agree. You, yeah, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you no, guys. I, mean, I, I want to talk to, to Brandon and GA. Like, like, do you agree with that? I mean, what I like about this is the is how much he thought about this. And he said that the uh, that the his first two dunks or two of his dunks had not been done before in the history of the slam dunk contest. What that means to me is that he did his homework. I mean, he looked at all the dunks that have been in the dunk contest. He worked on it. He practiced it. This meant a lot to him. 
Um, I, I do like that. I do like that there's someone, and even if he's not a star, okay, we've, we've already established that we're not going to get any superstars within this competition. I do like the idea that there's someone involved who could be a just known for a slam dunk guy. He's in the slam dunk contest. You know, the, the, the tweet that I had, that, and no disrespect to Mac, is that he could be the Joey Chestnut of the slam dunk contest. I mean, everyone knows Joey Chestnut, household name, hot dog eating champion. That means a lot to him. Um, but, and by the way, you're going to watch. You're going to watch to see what he does. Can he defend his title? I'd love it if Mac, regardless if he was in the league or not. And by the way, he's putting up good numbers in the G League. So I, what that means, I don't know exactly. I think that there's a, a spot for him on some team. But if he has a little run here, right, where he wins two or three of these like in a row, and it's like, who wants to challenge the throne? Who wants to challenge Mac McClung as the slam dunk king? I think that that is a good thing. Quick question for you guys. It wasn't he, Mac McClung, wasn't he up for like MVP in the G League last season? Yeah, he's putting up right? really great numbers. And I, I don't know if that's true. I would not be shocked because he has, he's putting up triple doubles. He's putting up big numbers. Again, to the point where he, it, like if he's the 12th man, he's the 12th man. But like he, he should have a job in the league, I think. 100%. What I'll also add is, yeah, I agree with Armand. It is not good that the stars don't want to do it. And I also agree with Arash. I think it's great for the league that they have a guy really born to do this. At the same time, if he's in the G League, right, I know he should be in the NBA. Okay, does that open an avenue to just go on full on like professional dunkers, not even NBA players? I mean, I wouldn't recommend it, but does the league consider that? Oh, let's get the best dunkers in the world and make this more of a spectacle than our guy, like have our players watch and bring to national attention the Canadian guy that's a pro dunker that has like a vert, the highest vert in the world. I forgot his name and stuff like that. Do we make it more of an event? You know, that's that, that, I mean, that's the whole other side of the spectrum. Yeah, and that's a good point. I think you would have to decide one way or the the other, what you don't want to have is a situation as a guy coming off the street. And I've seen these professional dunkers, like the guys wearing like jeans and a, a sweater making your professionals. Again, it's a slam dunk contest, but again, you have to figure out who is going to be in it. And so I would think it's either has n- nothing to do with the league, just these professional d- dunkers, quote unquote, or you open it up to professional players. So it's the NBA, it's the G League. Perhaps you even like open it up to professional players around the world. But I wouldn't open it up to the guy on YouTube who's doing these crazy dunks, who's wearing like jeans and khakis or a sweater. It's just like, you know what? Like, well, let's pick. So it's not a bad idea. I just think you would have to have players who play in the league, though. Yeah, but you know, but, but the, the the thing that this slam dunk contest shows, though, and everyone's saying Max saved the dunk contest. We've had this conversation every few years. Like he saved the dunk contest. The dunk contest still means something, and the reason that that it means something is that it could do for Mac McClung what it has done. You know, it did over half a million views in the first day. I think the probably the numbers at well over one million views. In two days, um, shoe contract, you know, going to be on the talk show circuit for sure. I think at this point, if you're the Sixers, just put him on the team, sell some jerseys. You know, I mean, it, it can change your life. And again, so that I, mean, I, I think if if you 
look at it from that perspective, there is still value. There is still meaning to the slam dunk contest. But I think we, and again, it's not a new thing, but I think we, we, we still, to your point, Darmon, like Vince Carter was in it. Kobe was in it. Jordan, you know, the Dominique, like, but that's not this current uh, group of players. So, but you, but yeah. also when, can we also take into consideration, there's some kid right now in, you know, middle of nowhere, Nebraska that just watched Mac McClung, um, do what he did. And it's like, I want to be like that. Oh yeah. That kid is like me. So maybe he did revive it in a certain said way, oh, no. right? Maybe he- I think he did. No, no. I mean, what I was saying is that the, the dunk contest still has value. Like what it, so we came into this competition. A lot of people were, were kind of d- d- down on it saying, who are these guys? Nobody knows these guys. Of course, for us on the show in particular, because of UGK, we all knew Mac McClung. I thought that that he was for, for sure going to win it. Um, but what it can do for someone who's not really known around the country and certainly around the world, it can change your life. I think everyone now, because of the dunk contest, knows who he is. So when it went on a percent, I mean, if you're some kid in Nebraska, you know, and you're thinking like, hey, like I want to play in the league, but man, like I'd really like to be like Mac McClung and win the slam dunk contest and do all these cool things. And so a really cool moment for him. Um Okay, so now we kind of look at, and again, it's not the second half of the season, just 23 games left. We kind of talked about it in the first half, or the first um, half of the show. Um, okay, where do we view the Clippers and the Lakers? I still think that the West is wide open enough for the Clippers to go on a run here. I do think because of the KD trade, the Suns are now the prohibitive favorite. But I do think that the Clippers can go on a run and play uh, the Suns once again in the conference finals uh this would have been a question for you know one of our clippers fans on the show but uh ga i'll bring it up to you again i I, would a conference finals be a success again this team has not yet as a franchise made it to the finals they for the first time a couple of years ago with paul george played the suns in the conference finals and they lost if this team goes on a run and they get to the conference finals and lose to the Suns, is that a successful season? You know what? I'm going to play devil's advocate and say yes. And I'm only saying that because I have been a fan since 97. (laughs) So I've seen the lowest of the lows and the highest of the highs, right? The highest of the highs being we made it to the Western conference final. And that was great, especially considering what we had um, on that roster, as far as the uh, Western Conference Finals uh, roster is concerned. So I'm going to say, yes, it's still a W. I know I'm going to get a lot of flack for that because of what the Clippers have done, um, you know, in free agency, getting Russ, getting, you know, um, getting rid of Kennard, getting rid of like certain guys that you're just kind of question marking, you know, decisions and stuff. So I'm thinking, yes, this is going to, this will still be great if we can still make it to the Western Conference Finals. Now, if we win the Western Conference Finals, no, huge. Yeah, it'll be massive, right? Um, it, it'll be great. And I will be I'll be the first one to be happy about that banner and that trophy. Um, That's right. And even, and even just making it to the finals would be, yeah. you know, an elation. They've never so, done it before, I, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, if you're going to break, break milestones and all that this year, wonderful. Great. I couldn't be happier. Um, I, I, I just, I'm still keeping my expectations low uh, yeah. just to just due to what has happened in the past. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think it's still got to be championship or bust. I think Armand will agree. I mean, you built this core centered around Paul George and Kawhi. You need the goal is one championship, right? Davis and LeBron got one championship. Like I'm sure Tatum and Brown will get a championship, even though they drafted yeah. that core. You know, they need a championship, Jihei. And I understand, like, it changes things. I think the Suns are beatable. Their depth, they really have depth issues. They have serious depth issues. Like, Josh Okogi is their fifth best player right now. Like, yeah, or sixth best player. Like, that's an issue. That's something the Clippers can exploit. They're still one of the deepest teams in the league. Unless they play the Nuggets, which they will lose. We all know that because they don't do well against the Nuggets. They should be in the Western Conference Finals. I agree, and I expect them to get there. I expect nothing less from this team, but I do still think it's championship or bust, and I think Armand will agree. It's got to be championship or bust. I mean, after what we're seeing from Shea Gilgis-Alexander, <laughs> this trade will go down as one of the worst trades that we've seen if the Clippers don't at least, at least seriously like get to the finals and make some noise in the finals. I mean... Listen, if Phoenix is a world beater, which I don't think they are, if they're just like just destroying everybody, maybe we'll change our our stance on this and say, well, they were just too good. But the Clippers have two stars of their own. There is no excuse. You have to get to the finals. And really, you should win the finals with that trade being made. But we'll see what happens. When you look at that Shush. trade now, I, I, I still say to this day, like, like, would the Thunder have turned down the deal if the Clippers said, we're not trading Shea, we're trading you all these draft picks and everything else? Like, it's still amazing to me that they gave up on Shea. The other question, though, is if Shea doesn't have the basketball in his hands playing alongside Paul George and Kawhi, yeah, does he turn into Shea? Maybe... Yeah. Maybe not. He he definitely showed a lot his rookie year, though, that, you know, this this was a possibility. Well, you give you, let Shea get the ball. Paul George and Kawhi playoff ball. Shea is your guy right now. If he's doing this. Yeah, it's incredible. G.A., I, I think we are all in agreement. Well, except for you. I, I think when you look at that trade really quickly, it was, you know, you basically mortgage the future not to get to the conference finals. You do that to get to the finals and win one championship. I do think it's championship or bust, my friend. I mean, here, here's the thing. Again, you're, we're talking to two Laker fans. We're talking to a Chicago Bulls fan over here. Like, we're not talking to a realistic Clipper fan right now. And that's that's just the mentality I'm coming from. Of course, with all the trades and everything that they've possibly done, it's championship or bust. Um, do I just think that they're going to get there? That's the other problem. That's the other. That's the other question mark. Right. That that's yeah. my only, you know, little asterisk that I'm doing. And yeah, it totally makes sense. But yeah, when, when you listen at the end of the day, if you if you grade that trade and the Clippers have one championship, their first in franchise history, it, it's worth it. There's no doubt, no matter what happens with Shea. If you don't, if all you did was get to one conference finals and that was it, not worth it. All right, that's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe and stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hustle for the cash, so it's hard to knock it. Everybody got their own thing, currency chasing. Worldwide through the hard times, worrying faces. Shed tears as we bury brothers close to heart. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E. 
AV on YouTube.